Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 254 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, because, yes, indeed, the show is a podcast, which reminds me to shout out Toph Morse, who is a $5 backer over on Anchor.fm. Tonight, we'll talk a little bit about the box office. There's been a lot of different things going on with that. Also, we're talking a little bit about Akira Kurosawa, who is one of the greatest directors to ever live. I've been kind of on a Kurosawa uh, kick as of late, seeing films like Yojimbo, which I actually just finished, just started Sanjuro, and I had already finished other films like Rashomon and The Hidden Fortress. So I'm doing quite well. Of course, I years ago had seen his other great work, Seven Samurai. So I'm very, very excited. Now, tonight is going to be also a bit of an interesting experiment, as it were, because I have found a way, using Restream, to be able to relay chats to all of the different platforms, other than, of course, Odyssey, because... Odyssey is still very much in its infancy, but basically, now if you're on DLive, you can put something in the chat, and it'll get relayed over to the YouTube fam, and all of the YouTube fam's chat will get relayed over to DLive. So obviously, it's going to make things a little bit more hectic for the DLive fam, but I think it is a cool thing, because now y'all can actually communicate together. Not only that, I've also set up a channel on the Discord server which is called Livestream Chats, where it will also be able to follow along with the chat as well. And I have it set up where it should be able to uh, notify me when the tag Odin question is used. So it'll be very interesting to see how all of this plays out. Um, obviously, there's a lot of things that, that could happen. There's a lot of things that may not happen, but it's fun. It's exciting, and I can't wait to see exactly how things happen. So it looks like the only way to make it work over on the Discord would be to put the at symbol, which you do not have to do, but uh, anyway, could be fun. Um, let me see. Uh, Peabody says the DLive is not up. Let me refresh. DLive is indeed up. DLive is indeed up. It is indeed running. I'm looking at it right at this very moment. So, you're wrong. You're wrong, sir. Anyway, thank you all very much for being here this evening. Let's go ahead and talk to some people. We got Orange Eye Reviews, who is here at 644, saying, this is weird, but cool at the same time. Yeah, seriously, it is kind of cool. The fact that you can be on Discord and take part in the conversation. You can be on DLive, take part in the conversations. It's a way of uniting all of the different groups together. And as I said, the biggest change really for uh, the biggest change is going to be for the DLive community because it's already been so few people in the chat over there. But if they want to continue to watch on DLive, they can. And now also they can put into the chat and they can also be able to get their voices heard. I will say, though, if you're on DLive and you want your comment read, you will now also need to put Odin question, all one word Odin question, because then it'll highlight and I will be able to read it. And so that's going to be the only major change really is for the DLive fam. So again, apologies to that, but I figured might as well try it out 
Might as well just see how things go. And of course, we do also have the Odyssey fam looking at the second angle camera over here going through the other OBS studio. We got ZK man, Biffer the Hobbit, uh, talking over there. Biffer the Hobbit says that his favorite Akira Kurosawa film is Akiru. I have that movie. I'm so excited to eventually watch it because it's been a movie that every time I try and find films to show my students, especially films that deal of, of moral questions, that one always pops up. Every single time, that one always pops up. So thank you very much for being here today. All right, let's see. Snort of Poopus Cubers in the chat. What's going on? Says, hello, homans and other quitters. What's going on? We got Tina B, who <laughs> is going to probably be driven more crazy by it. But basically, just look at this. Anytime you see the restream bot, it's going to be posting a chat that had been posted either on the Discord server or on DLive. And you can communicate with them. Um, it's obviously not going to auto-populate any channel names because they're on a different platform. But... At the very least, you can still see their comments and have some type of communication nonetheless. I'm sure that it'll all work itself out. And if it's too much of chaos, then I I can obviously turn that feature off. Uh, It's not that big a deal. Basically, I found the feature through because I'm looking into potentially doing some changes to the formatting of the show. Not like time or anything like that, but using different software programs so I could potentially, if I ever wanted to, have a guest on the show, I'd be able to do so relatively easily. And so I'm looking at a couple of apps. One that has a lot of potential for me is one that's called actually Melon, and it's actually Streamlabs Melon. And so it's it's integrated with the Streamlabs with the Streamlabs uh, community. And so they actually recently added a feature where you can get your alert boxes and stuff like that going directly through that platform. So I think that's actually a pretty cool thing to see. Um, I haven't made a decision based on anything yet. I think that tomorrow because I have a free trial of of Melon. I think I might use that to stream to Odyssey tomorrow just to see how things go. I'm looking at that, and then I'm also looking at Restream Studio, since I already use Restream, um, if I were to get the higher-end version of that product, which I think is like $14 a month, it would allow me to stream also to Odyssey at the same time and not have to do the double setup like we're doing right now, which some people may not like, some people may like. I don't know. But anyway, uh, those are things that are going on in this brain of mine. So I'm going to play around with those in the Good Morning Asgard podcast streams because I feel like that's the perfect time, right? It's, it's laid back. It's chill. We get still get to talk about stuff. But what's cool also about those other platforms I just mentioned is that I can highlight messages. It lets you see where I am in the chat. It lets you see what comment I'm seeing in the chat as well, and I know a lot of people have already had this with StreamYard, but I've never really been a fan of StreamYard. I think StreamYard's a great thing to use when you're first starting out because their free option offers a lot. But when you are integrated so much into OBS and Streamlabs OBS like I am, you don't want to lose a lot of these core features that exist. And so I'm trying to find the best way uh, to integrate both of them together without losing uh, some of the things that I personally enjoy the most about the platform itself. All right, let's see. Uh, ZK Man was in the wrong place, but that's totally okay. The Hunker Chunker Funker Monkey, what's going on? We got Andrew Hoyle in the chat. Good evening to you. We got Mr. Peabody in the chat as well. Hail to you, good sir. Again, Empress of the Universe Tina in the chat also. Mr. MH in the chat. Hail to you. 
Glad to see you here. Soul Extraction, another member on the channel. Thank you so much for being a YouTube member. I appreciate it. Orange Hair View says, hail to the chat and to the Allfather. Thank you very much. Robert Frey in the chat. What's going on? Bryant Barth also in the chat. We got Laura in the chat. What's going on? How's it going? She says, hail chat at work. So I have to listen on the down low. Okay, I won't tell anybody. I won't tell anybody. Uh, Brian Barth basically already answered that question. Forever Sci-Fi says, hail all, hail to you. JKDBuck76 says, and we're live. Yes, indeed we are. James Dashier also in the chat. Thirteenth Warrior, who's a member on YouTube, says, salutations, people and bears of the chat. Thank you for being here. J.O.S. McCarthy Jr. says, howdy, Odin. How's it going? How's Thor? Only four weeks left of IT training. I feel like this is the IT training that will never end. But I'm glad to hear that there is at least some end in sight. So congratulations on that. Uh, Alice McCarthy, thanks for being here. Baby Thor doing just fine. I've been doing the stay-at-home dad stuff a little bit this week. And uh, but also have had time to to start looking into these other platforms, and I've got a lot of ideas. I'm trying to find a way to make things easier for people to access the Odyssey streams. Unfortunately, uh, with WordPress, I'm not able to embed um, Odyssey videos or Odyssey streams. I think that would make things a lot easier if people are just trying to find the streams and watch them, let alone if they actually want to chat in them. I really hope that. Odyssey is going to be able to um, integrate better chat functionality and things like that because it'd be really cool to have full-fledged integration among all of these different things. I think that'd be uh, really nice, really nice to see. All right. Uh, Riff Magos, thank you very much, good sir. He just became a member at the Army of Asgard level on YouTube. Thank you very much, Riff Magos. I very much appreciate that, good sir. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi here, of course. Uh, Nathan Slade Tatting says, I love it that Disney lost to A Quiet Place Part 2. Nobody asked for Koala. You're right. Nobody asked for it. And the box office spoke very clearly on that. Quiet Place made about twice as much. Twice as much more than Cruella. Cruella costs $100 million. Uh, a Quiet Place Part 2, technically, according to sources, costs around $61 million. Um, the reason why some have pointed it out and have asked because in my box office breakdown I did recently, I mentioned A Quiet Place Part 2 costing $17 million, and they kept saying that's the cost of the original. I didn't get that from the original. I'm not one where I just Google search something and then boom, whatever the budget Google tells me is what I put in there. I go based off of what I presume to be trustworthy sources. So the numbers.com, which is what I use for most of the box office data, doesn't always have budgets, but normally when it does, they're they're pretty accurate. And on the numbers.com, uh, last time I checked about an hour ago, it still had it listed. It said it was 17 million. So my guess is is that there's a range on there. I did see after the fact though, during further research, most places are indeed saying it costs around 61 million, but still, it costs 40 million dollars less than Cruella did and made twice as more. I think the statement absolutely. Still stands. Hunk and Chunk and Funky Monkey coming in to troll everybody by saying Kurosawa's best movie was The Magnificent Seven. How dare you? How dare you say that, Hunky Chunky? How dare you troll like that? Seven Samurai is the correct name you're looking for. Evan S. is here. We got Soul Assassin here as well. Uh, Peter Parker. What's going on, Peter Parker? Hey, Peter Parker. 
gosh, I never want to do that voice again. That's my Brie Larson. Hey, Peter Parker. Anyway, be sure to smash that like button, too. we got 49 people watching on YouTube. Thank you very much. Four people watching on DLive. You guys are all freaking amazing, beautiful people. And we've got the four people watching over on Odyssey. So let's see. Wrong Think is watching over on Odyssey. And Wrong Think says, live streaming on Odyssey. Wow, I know, right? It's a thing. It's a thing, and I'm very excited for it. I had to have a different webcam set up just to be able to make it work with my normal streams. So I hope to be able to integrate it into my regular streams in the future. And I'm still looking at platforms. Mr. Roy over there as well. I love Cabbage saying, Odyssey users have higher IQs, experts say. Ah, is that what they say? Uh, Biffer the Hobbit says that Cruella was very good. Interesting. I have heard some people say that they did like it. I have heard it. I have heard people say that they enjoyed it. Here's my thing. The beginning of the movie has been floating around. All right, the beginning of the movie, the origin story of Cruella, why does she hate Dalmatians, is out there. The video is there for everyone to see. Here's the issue. It is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. Not only do you have really terrible CGI dogs and a... Little Cruella holding a what looks to be a CGI dog as well. You then also have them randomly running up to Cruella's mother, who's just randomly standing next to a cliff, and then they push her over the cliff. And they've uh, that's that's why she's evil. That's why she hates Dalmatians. Is this supposed to make us feel like? She's somehow a likable character, or we can understand her. I'm sorry. She wanted to kill Dalmatians. She wanted to kill dogs. There's no coming back from that in this fictionalized universe. Obviously, in real life, there's opportunities for redemption. But in this fictionalized universe, for them to make a backstory as stupid as that? Look, you can like the movie all you want. That origin story, though, no, no. No, that's not good. Dark Shadow Logan, thank you very much for being over on Odyssey. And then Alex Brown over on Odyssey as well. Thank you very much for being there. Uh, James Ashier, what's going on, James? Thank you very much for the download donation via Streamlabs. Says, hey, Odin, do you think the new Fast and Furious movie is going to make big money at the box office? I do. It does come with a caveat, though. I do think it's going to make money. It already has made a lot of money in the foreign marketplaces. However, I don't think it's going to make as much because of John Cena's comments. I think that John Cena's comments not only impacted, I think it was uh, as heel, heel versus Babyface. He did coverage on this that the, the China box office dropped like 85% or something like that, which, to be fair, is not totally out of out of bounds for the China marketplace in its week-to-week drops, so it's not like that's unheard of for American movies to have those kinds of drops. I would not be surprised, though, if a major impact was the whole snafu with uh, John Cena. For those that are not aware of that, John Cena, in promoting uh, the movie Fast 9, had been talking to 
um, I, I think he was talking to an audience or a live stream or a group that was in Taiwan or was Taiwan, and it said he said the words, you'll be the first country to see it, or one of the first countries to see it. China didn't like that because it insinuated that Taiwan is an independent country and nation, and so what does John Cena do? In order to placate his CCP communist overlords, he, in Mandarin, apologizes to the Chinese people without actually specifically mentioning what he's apologizing for, and it's because of that really apology, non-apology, that not only did he make the Chinese audiences mad, or rather more so the CCP mad, because he didn't really apologize, but then he also made a bunch of Americans mad, because what he did was then basically placate to China, and we knew what he was apologizing for. He was apologizing for stating fact. He was apologizing for stating that Taiwan is an independent nation. It's insane to me that we live in a world where that is somehow controversial and even more insane that someone like John Cena, who's never been a very good wrestler, I'm a someone who was a wrestling fan for many, many years. He was one of my least favorite parts of it. The whole ruthless aggression era, which is what they call it, because those were the words that he said. He was awful. He brought the spinner belts. He he was had one of the worst characters. He had five moves. He did the same. It was the dumbest character, one of the dumbest characters uh, that got mainstream uh, attention and mainstream appeal. So I've never really liked him in the first place, but a lot of people were liking him in general because his public persona was very pro-military, obviously very much pro-America, but dumbing like something like this is going to, I think, affect certain people, and I think it's going to have some impact on the American box office. How much of an impact? I don't know. As I said, the film was already making decent money overseas. I would not be surprised if the movie continued to make money even here, because remember, there's also a lot of normies out there that are either not going to care or not going to know one way or the other. Uh, not another dime. Thank you very much for the $2 super sticker. I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, all right, let's see where I need to catch up with the chat. Da 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 da. Andrew Hoyle says, so bright. Yeah, I know. I had to restart my computer a couple times over the last couple of days. And then I had to, it doesn't, the one thing I hate about these Logitech cameras is that they don't save the settings. And so you have to go back in and, and kind of just guesstimate with it. Uh, so yeah, I'm glowing. And you're just going to have to deal with it. You're just going to have to deal with the glow. Anyway, here's Peter Parker's comment. says, do you think it's possible Corella may get a sequel, even if it doesn't make profit, but possibly if it comes close to it? I mean, here's the thing. Disney's going to do whatever it wants to do. If they think Cruella made enough and pushed whatever messaging, I, I don't know because I haven't seen it, but if it pushed certain messaging that they want to promote, you know, strong female character redemption arc, whatever it is that they wanted to push with it, then at that point they, they could. We, we've already seen this happen before where they've had movies that, based on the box office numbers, were not that impressive, and yet they've talked about and pushed forward uh, sequels and spinoffs and things like that. So, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say if it even sets itself up for a sequel or not, but they'll do what they want. We all know that when it comes to Disney, losing money is not a reason for them to not do anything because they, they've lost money on so many things and yet continue to move forward. 
Uh, Tina says, you're crossing the streams with all this witchcraft. Didn't you learn anything from Ghostbusters? Luckily, we're not in Ghostbusters. Gloin, over on Discord, I see you. He said, hello. I, I saw that. Thank you very much, Gloin, for posting over on Discord. See? Look at that. I can, I can see and talk to people all over the place. It's crazy. The Nerdporeal Life Forum. Thank you very much for being here, sir. Orange Eye Reviews as a member says, this is the best thing since the Slinky. Is it? Is it really the best thing since the Slinky? That's, that's saying a lot. That's saying quite a lot right there. Peter Parker coming in again saying, your thoughts on the Batman bring... The Batman bring... Postponed, being postponed again, rumor due to first screening, the director was pissed on how bad it came out. Yeah, it's a rumor, and I have come to the position where whenever things are just described as rumors, I, I'm i now more than I was before, more willing to just say, no, I'm just not going to buy into it. Now, does that, mean, that does not mean that it, it's not going to happen. That does not mean that it's not going to be true, because... Some rumors do end up panning out, obviously. We saw that happen a lot with Star Wars rumors, Doctor Who rumors, and things like that. But in general, I, I kind of try and stay away from them now because I feel like we've get, we've, we get so many rumors now. It, it's like we're in the hyper, hyper rumor age where everything, because people don't want to take any responsibility, don't want to take any stock, they just put the rumor label so that they can say whatever they want even if they have a source or don't have a source. So I'm personally not one for diving into that. At the end of the day, as long as the movie comes out and it's good, that's all I care about. That That's all I care about. Um, Let us see. So yeah, I saw Peabody's comment there. But again, if you're over on DLive and you're new... And again, if you're on DLive and you're uh, new to what's going on right now, I know not everyone's going to be happy with the new chat layout because you're getting all the YouTube comments, but it does allow you to see what's going on on YouTube. Um, Just know, as long as you put Odin question, all one word, Odin question, if you put that on DLive, if you push that, even if you're on the uh, Discord server, as long as you put those two words together, Odin question, just like it says down here, It'll highlight orange, and I'll be able to still read your chat. So, I'm still going to read your chat. The DLive fam is still strong. It's okay. It'll all be okay. Philly to Hobbit Allen. I feel like you're all over the place. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. Let, I'll see. Robert Frey is here. Let's see. Yeah, the DLive stickers and stuff don't appear through it, which, to be honest, I'm kind of okay with um, because that that could definitely cause some <laughs> some issues down the road. Alice McCarthy says, Software, you say? Today I began learning about software for the next three weeks. Well, that sounds like a bunch of fun. Um, if you're checking for cookies over on DLive, it's not going to work out for you. <laughs> The cookies is is a YouTube exclusive. It's just because of the way the bot works. Uh, Peter Parker says, any possibility you may collide with Robert Meyer Burnett? He has mentioned how he likes your box office report vids 
And on one of his vid mentioned he's more than welcome you to join. Hey, if he were to ever reach out and say, hey, you want to come on a show or something, I, I would be down. The issue when it comes to scheduling things with me is that Baby Thor's in the world. And Baby Thor is taking a lot of my time and my attention, and rightly so. Also, of course, I need to make time for Freya as well. And I'm also having now, being in summertime, trying to be very active in the hours that I do have uh, some free time and to myself. And so the last couple of days, because I've had other things, I haven't been able to commit to my full schedule that I have planned out for the summer yet. I've been uh, falling behind on a couple of things, but I've been working a lot on trying to, you know, do different things with the YouTube channel. Like obviously the restream chat thing being one of those things uh, to work out. And again, Tonight's just a test run. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it works. I personally like it because now it means I just have to check the one chat. It also means if at any point the chat jumps on me and I see chats that have been skipped, it means that I should theoretically be able to go to the Discord and actually catch up with any comments that may have been um, that may have been skipped. So again, there's these these obviously there's the benefit to it. I think there's more benefits, at least on my end. I know that for anyone on D Live, when you're used to only having four or five people talking, I know that that is definitely causing some issues. Unfortunately, with the way the bot works, I can't shut it off in one direction or the other. Um, but we'll we'll see how it goes. And thank you very much for being patient, uh, D Live fan. But just do know, I will still see your comments. Um, obviously, I know it does impact conversations, but Usually when I look at the DLive chat at the end of the night, it's very limited in conversation for the most part. So I figured this would be at least a way that you could interact with a much larger group like the YouTube group. Because um, all you would need to do is just tag those channel names that you see pop in through the restream uh, bot and be able to talk to them. I don't know. It seemed like a good idea at the time. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Hunger Chunky Funky Monkey says, less Kurosawa talk, more Parasite. God, trolling. GMag76, my favorite Kurosawa movie is Magnificent. <sighs> no, sorry. This was the joke. My favorite Kawasaka, Kawasaki movie is Magnificent 7 in honor of Stephanie B. That is absolutely a Stephanie B worthy comment. Fantastic. Thursday Warrior says, speaking of Kurosawa, make sure to watch Ron, an amazing cinematic spectacle. Yeah, that's one I actually had not heard of yet before had not heard of that yet before um not, not compared to a lot of the other ones that's for sure maybe this lady says what do you consider the best film to bomb at the box office of all time i think shawshank and fight club are up there for me well i don't know because i i don't have their numbers in front of me i don't know if those films necessarily bombed because remember too if films make a lot of their money back but not all of it I don't consider that to be a bomb necessarily, depending on how far off the mark they are. Because, like, for instance, a film like Shawshank, that's made back its money in spades because of all the people that have bought the Blu-rays and the 4Ks and collector's editions and all the, like, all the stuff that came because that's one of the most beloved films to, to ever exist. And I would say Fight Club is in a very similar uh, position. Um, in, in recent memory, when I started actually tracking the box office, I can say my favorite film that did full-out bomb at the box office itself was Blade Runner 2049 it made next to nothing based on based on and connected to its budget uh Mr. Peabody thank you very much for the ice cream donations I appreciate that you see yeah those those still show up over here 
they'll still show up. Thank you for the two ice cream donations. I very, very much appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Um, let us see. Rob D says, hey, Odin, Black Widow underperforms. Do you think Disney will make major adjustments to their film sector for the next two to three years? I think they're already doing that because I think all studios are. I mean, Disney itself has already kind of let the cat out of the bag by saying they're going to focus more on streaming. So I think that that's already in the process of happening. If Black Widow underperforms and even maybe potentially bombs, that's when they start to... If that were to happen, then I think we might start to see some people get shuffled around at Disney. I think that you could see some people get fired, some people just get shifted, uh, be given the the ceremonial position, as it were. I think that would come into play at that point, for sure. Uh, Super Anime Gamer says, hey, what is up, my dude? What is going on, Super Anime Gamer? Thank you very much for being here. And uh, also, not another dime. Thank you for that thumbs up. I very much appreciate that. As Snortapoopus had at one point said, woofy. <laughs> Please be sure to smack that like button if you're watching over on YouTube. Uh, and also, make sure to light up that fire button if you're watching over on the Odyssey platform. Also, if you're on Odyssey, please put at Odin at the beginning of your comment or hyper chat if you want to have um, if you want to have a uh, a comment or question read. Dark Shadow Logan, thank you very much for the hyper chat over on Odyssey. Says Cruella Deville also means cruel devil. She was never created to be sympathetic or redeemable. Exactly, and this just goes to show how creatively bankrupt Hollywood is, especially Disney. Because they have gone to the point where, one, they don't even know that. If you were to ask them, what does her name mean? I guarantee you, or I would be very highly suspect that the creators behind this live action probably would not have known it meant Cruel Devil. And then when they were to actually look to the history of the character, they probably wouldn't know any other a part of her foundation. They wouldn't know any other parts of her development as a character. And so they wouldn't care. But they're so creatively bankrupt that they'll take a character that has always been meant to be a villain. And don't get me wrong. Someone could make a really cool story that, that kind of turns things on its head. I've seen it happen. But normally when it happens, it's done in either one, an incredibly brilliant way that makes sense and works with the source material, or two, it's a comedy, and at that point, it's a comedy, and so having it make logical sense is not nearly as important as it just being funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alex Brown, thank you for a hyper chat over on Odyssey. I appreciate that. Says, rumors only serve one purpose, that you talk about the person involved in the rumor and probably the project as well. Yes, exactly. We've, we've seen that happen a lot. We've seen that happen a lot where there are rumors that are put out there. We find out very quickly that they're really not based in reality and that instead it's a studio trying to put out fake information for two, because really there's two reasons why. Someone would do that. For one, you put out fake information because you want people to talk about it. You want people to show interest because it means that there will be more searches for it. Keeps the you know interest alive. It's it's free advertising essentially to put certain rumors out there. The other purpose of rumors being put out there is to find out who are the bad employees who are putting out all of the information. 
and therefore be able to shut off the pipeline, as it were. So that's the other thing that can sometimes happen, is that they put out the fake information, so that way they'll know exactly who has put out the faulty information, and then that way they will be able to um, take care of those individual persons. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cuckaroos, what's going on? I see you over on Odyssey as well. Light up that fire button, and thank y'all for being on Odyssey. All right, heading back over now to the main chat. Let's see what's going on over there. Jeremy Zakowski, welcome to the chat. Thank you very much for being here. Um, let us see what is going on. Nathan Slay says, Peter Parker's in the chat. Where is he? Better go take some pictures of Spider-Man. 16-bit mascot. Thank you very much for being here. Mr. Peabody, thank you for the download donation via Streamlabs. Peabody says, puppy needs out. Yes, that's that's River. She's She's right by the door. And she's very, very upset. Very, very upset because she can hear Freya upstairs and uh, she wants to spend time with Freya upstairs. And it makes total sense because, you know, Freya is a very, very lovely person who, um, who, again, all of us here, all of us here in Asgard would, would want to spend some time with because she's just lovely to talk to. But I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, River. It's just, it's just not in the cards right now at this time. But if I can find out because I always forget where I put the app in the first place if I can indeed get this thing up and running let us see Whoop. don't want to move that <laughs> let me try and lock that in place alright I need to find one second see this is what happened. I was playing with some stuff earlier and uh, it caused some it caused some issues going on there River, you okay? Sorry, she's she's hacking up something. All right, let me see if I can get this thing rolling. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling. Looks like I gotta open up the app first. There we go. There we go. Okay, I don't know why it just zoomed in like crazy, but we got the puppy cam. There we go. So here is River. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and then there's Willow. She also wants some attention. There we go. All right. <laughs> so, I think that was worth it getting that puppy cam up and running just for a little bit. Those are River and Willow. If you've never seen the Hounds of Asgard before, sometimes you'll see their tags wagging in the background. But anyway, Mr. Peabody, thank you very much for... Uh, I heard them. Don't worry. I hear them. But I choose to ignore them because they'll get over it. And River especially. River can be very spoiled sometimes, so I, I try to um, not give in to the I-get-what-I-want mentality that she has sometimes. Uh, Rob D says that Brie Larson voice makes me kind of wish Disney would make a trolling movie where Brie Larson plays every role in the film. Rob D, uh, to be honest, I think that could actually be pretty funny. Just another red shirt. Hail to you. Thanks for being a member here on the channel. Bruce in the chat as well. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, you will never hear me say I like Cruella. Read the plot. I give it a big old nope. Uh, yeah, just just look at that opening origin scene uh, video. That's all anyone should need. <laughs> it's 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 that bad 
from the CGI to the story that it's telling, it is that bad. Uh, Thirsty Warrior says, In some sense, I understand Cruella. There's a dog in my neighborhood that's been barking for the last hour. I'd like to kill the owners. Ooh, that's a little harsh language there. Thirsty Warrior. But no, no, again, it's totally reasonable for someone to be scarred and not like dogs because of that kind of event to happen in their life. But when you already have an established character and now you're trying to save her, redeem her, and so you're writing a story, for anyone to say, hmm, you know what, uh, here, here's an idea I have. How about instead of um, her just being evil, how about instead um, we get some, you know, uh, we get some Dalmatians to uh, push her mother off a cliff. If I was in the writing room for that, by the way, I'm sorry for that voice, I would have been like, are, are you serious? Your origin story for Cruella? You you want a Dalmatian to push her mother off a cliff to her death? Um, what? I, I mean, it's just, it's, ah, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Anyway, Nathan Slay, let's face it, you cannot make a killer of dogs be sympathetic to your audience at all. John Wick would kill Cruella for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No question about it. Mr. Peabody over on DLive says, not really digging this restream, but that's just me. It clogs up DLive chat. Yes, but it also means you get to see what's going on. So you don't have to have both platforms open. It's usually only two people on, on DLive in the first place. And so it allows you to be able to interact with other people outside of the DLive platform. And I still get to see your comments and your chats and respond to them just like I just did. I understand it. I do understand it, how it's different. It's it's not as, as slow and chilling as it was before. But now you get to slowly roll through the comments and say, ooh, this person made an interesting point. I can actually talk to them by putting in their YouTube name and it'll tag them and we can actually have a conversation. I don't know, that's just me. Uh, Waiting for Nodronic says, the Battle of the Emmas was the only interesting part of the Cruella movie. I've never seen Emma Thompson play a villain and Emma Stone really threw herself into the role, but the story, yeah, I'm, I would not be surprised if the acting was good, at least from, from those two, because I think Emma Stone is talented. Emma Thompson, obviously, incredibly talented actress. But yeah, th- that story and that origin alone can't get behind it. Uh, Bebo Byrne, welcome to the chat. Uh, just another red shirt says, Company has arrived. Be seeing you. Well, hope that you are good company for them. Andrew Hoyle says, For me, I started and ended with the first Fast and Furious movie, a two-hour headache I didn't fancy reliving with the three million sequels. Ah, you see, I like one through six. I think one through six are good films. Not again, by good films, I mean entertaining films that I enjoy, films that I'll rewatch again. My two favorites, Fast Five, I think is just the best movie all round. My favorite is Tokyo Drift because it's just so ridiculously amazing in so many different ways. Um, so <laughs> I think there's just there's just something there for that. Um, something to be said for that. And then six to me is the weakest, even compared to Too Fast, Too Furious. I think I enjoy Too Fast, Too Furious 
even though arguably amongst most fans of the franchise, they think that one's probably one of the weaker ones. I like Fast 6 just because I I still, or rather, I find it, I like Too Fast, Too Furious more because I find that one more entertaining than Fast 6, but also I don't think Fast 6 is bad. Fast 7, I don't think is very good. Fast 8 was not good at all. And then, of course, you had the spinoff, which was not good. Hobbs and Shaw, not very good. And you now have Fast 9, which I don't have much interest in watching at this point because I don't think they learned their lesson from it at all. Uh, GMike76 says, could the drop for Fast 9 also have something to do with people being over the series? One can only hope. It could be, uh, but to see that kind of a, a drop-off, again, it could be one or the other. It, it absolutely could still be one or the other. Absolutely. Uh, DadmanWalk55, what's going on? Says, the state of America cinema, unlimited reboots and sequels. Yeah, seriously. Unlimited power. It's kind of crazy. You know, we're in the age. You know, every age, there's like a different genre. that That's the focus. You had the Western era. You had like the space age, sci-fi era. We're in the sequel, prequel, reboot era. Right? It's just as simple as that. We're in the sequel, prequel era. And it's um, it's not good. It's, it's just not a good time. <laughs> it's just not a good time to be a movie fan, unfortunately. Uh, Orange Eye Review says, in apologizing to the CCP, John Cena dehumanized the Uyghurs and the people of Taiwan. I agree. Andrew Hoyle, John Cena is certainly no Roddy Piper. Absolutely not. Roddy Piper was great in the ring and also was just, uh, I mean, Roddy Piper. He, he, and, and also, Roddy Piper was actually a, a decent actor. He was actually a decent actor. Thirsty Warrior says, where's the junkyard dog and Iron Sheik when you need him? Seriously. Rob D says, Cena's comments will definitely hurt Fast 9. That franchise has been living off its overseas income since 2015. I think that's very true. Every film in the franchise has further dropped domestically since 7. Fair shout. Yeah, and obviously the loss of Paul Walker has been a major part of that too. Um, and, and 7 really, really struggled because of that. Um, and obviously, I mean, he's he was the lead in the franchise from the very beginning and to have him not be a part of it was, was obviously going to damage it in many ways, similar to how we could look at the dark Knight having lost Heath Ledger leading into dark Knight rises, obviously led to the dark Knight rises being uh, pretty bad, you know, pretty bad. Um, let us see. Uh, Peabody says, I suppose if you're on your phone and only have one stream up, it's good, but I don't like it. Well, again, if you have both streams up, then yeah, but the I, the whole thing now is that you sh- you don't have to have both streams up. Because if, if you're watching on DLive, because you get a better stream, now you get access to the entirety of the chat. If you're watching on YouTube and that's the better stream, then why not just stay there? You know, the whole reason why I even streamed to DLive in the first place is because I wanted to give people a alternative that they could go to. Just like with Odyssey. I, I want to give people alternatives that they can go to. And as I said, it's an experiment tonight. And it sounds like there's a couple people, one of whom is there all the time, you Mr. Peabody, and then there's a couple others who I don't ever really see being major players on the DLive platform who are saying a lot of negative things. And I'm like, wait, I never even really see you on the DLive platform, and yet you're the one <laughs> who's being very vocal. Again, not you, Mr. Peabody, because you're always on DLive. But 
I don't know. It's just kind of odd for me uh, to to hear that as such. I as again, I think, I think that it is something that is more of a benefit than it is not. But I'm obviously more than open, more than open to to listening to people and to uh, acting accordingly. But I, I definitely do like certain aspects of it. Because it allows me also to stay focused in one place instead of having to jump around to more platforms than I need to. Uh, let me jump over to my, uh, let's see here, my Odyssey fam really, really quickly. Uh, Biver de Hobbit posted a YouTube link. I don't know what that is. Alex Brown says, I love Odyssey. I love Odyssey too. I think Odyssey has a lot of great qualities. It's, it's growing tremendously as well. So very, very excited. Very, very excited to see how that grows the platform. By the way, there will be a stream tomorrow morning, 8.45 a.m. Eastern, I know, early, but it's the Good Morning Asgard uh, stream. And we'll be playing around with, don't worry, nothing chat-wise, but the way that I'll be streaming it, I'll be playing around with, I think it's, I think I'll be first playing with, the. it's an app called Melon, and again, it's it's from Streamlabs, and it's one of the browser... Uh, streamers similar to what you would find with a StreamYard or with a Restream. I, again, have a free promo with it. So I'm going to see what I can do with that. And who knows? Maybe I'll be able to bring somebody on or, um, or you know, test things out. Test things out as we do things. All righty then. Let's see. JKDBuck76, John China done messed up his career, um, at least for a bit. Because here's the thing. I don't think he really angered that many people in Hollywood because now he's trying to play by the company line. So who knows? Uh, Gomer Cal 79. What's going on? Good, sir. Alice McCarthy says, I like seeing it during the thugonomics days. I didn't. It was so cringe. It was so cringe to hear him try and rap and his move set still sucked. So I <laughs> strongly disagree. John Edgar. Welcome to the chat. Snorta Poopa says, oh, I thought you were glowing because you were expecting. Ah, yes, of course. Of course. Forever Sci-Fi says, you can't she me. <laughs> you can't she me. Lord. Uh, let's see. Laura says, is bright and shiny. If you haven't seen Bubble Boy, I just, wow. I have seen Bubble Boy. I have seen Bubble Boy. All right, if a lot of people are, are disturbed by this, then let me uh, let me configure this. Then let's see where did we go wrong. It's not any different than what it normally is. Okay, I don't know why it does that. Sometimes that's okay. There we go. Now it's not as shiny. Hopefully, hopefully that makes everyone happy. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Alrighty, let us see here what is going on. Zach Gregg, what's going on? Good sir, glad to see you here. Um, let us see. I love, I love. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say it. Uh, Gomer Seventy Nine says, "I only believe what I can. I don't believe people to begin with generally. Yeah, especially track records. If someone has a track record of putting a lot of rumors out and very little to show for it, I don't think that person's trustworthy." Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, Odin letting all the DLive riffraff in here. Yeah, again, there's so few people that actually watch on DLive. This allows them to be seen by the main audience and communicate with the main audience. I don't know. 
I I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Alrighty, let us see here. Let us see here. The Zakay man says cookies are only for closers. Nice. Stephanie B. What's going on, Stephanie B? Glad to see you in the chat saying that YouTube's a little slow for her right now. Sorry to hear that. Nathan Slay uh, says, Would you agree that Hateful Eight is really underrated, really good? I think it's a great movie that underperforms, starts the box office too. I don't think Hateful Eight underperformed the box office, to my knowledge. So, um, Hateful Eight's a great film, but. Uh, or anyway orange eye reviews odin is experimenting all father look at him with his lab coat and beard so sciencey seriously it's all about testing things out i like to have constructive constructive thoughts instead of just non-stop it's kind of my thing Let's see. All right, chat's about to jump on me like it always does. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to smash that like button. If you're watching on Odyssey, light up that fire button. It really does help out a lot. It is now 7.26 in the chat. Uh, Thirsty Warrior says, Ran is based on King Lear. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, New number two, what is going on? Glad to have you here again. If you're watching on Odyssey... Hello, Odyssey. You're at this camera right over here. Remember, if you have a comment or question that you want read aloud, you got to put at Odin at the beginning. It just helps me out in differentiating between various things. All right. So it is 725 in the chat. So I think some comments may have been skipped. So let me try and see if I can. (laughs) Oh, look at this. The Discord is amazing oh man the discord is phenomenal this is (laughs) Uh, i can see how this could drive a lot of people crazy (laughs) but as i said now there is a full transcript here no comments being skipped and uh let us see yeah boom and now i can verify no comments have been skipped Look at that. Thursday's Warrior says, Ran is based on King Lear. Ah, very, very nice. Very, very, very nice. Um, let's see. Thursday's Warrior says, There was an extra long ice cream right there. Absolutely. Gotta show love to the ice creams. That is for sure. Always gotta show love to the ice cream. Evan S says, Go to the post office before Friday. Evan S, heard you... Uh, the first time he said it last time, I will go when I can. I, I can never guarantee anything. If I don't make it by Friday, it'll be okay. If I get something that doesn't make sense for something at, at another time, it's okay. It's fine. Smurpoopa says, Woofy wants out. The Wake Down says, Hail Odin, been a minute since I was able to catch a stream live. Well, Wake Down, glad to have you here. Robert Moobly, what's going on? I did not fought. No, I did not. Nathan Slay, when I brought up Fight Club and Shawshank earlier, I meant them as films that initially bombed the box office. Okay. Thursday Warrior says, nice beer trim. Thank you for noticing, Thursday Warrior. I appreciate that. Andrew Hoyle says, anybody notice that Peter Parker and Spider-Man aren't in the chat at the same time? Shh, 
don't don't say anything. Gomer Cow 79 riding nerdy. Exactly. Feel very nerdy right now. It's fun. Snort Poopus, award the order of the cold snoot. Yes. River does have the cold snoot. And she is delightful. And she is delightful. Um, let us see. Peabody says, how can you wear shorts? It's bloody freezing here. 44.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Here it's not. Here it's in the 80s. Uh, lows in the upper 60s. And also, it's comfortable. And yes, Blake St. Clair, welcome to the chat. That pretty much was a, uh, uh <laughs> pretty much was a Muppet. That's for sure. <laughs> Robbie says, so Kermit the Frog was in charge of riding the team of Cruella. You know what? I wouldn't put it past them. That would make total sense to me. Thirsty Warrior, at least the Dalmatians didn't use an AK to eliminate her mother. <laughs> yes. Now, you see, that would have been great, though. That would have been fantastic. Seriously, that would have been amazing if that had happened, though. That would have made the movie worth watching. If if instead of the dogs just pushing them over, that would have been fantastic. Uh, ZK Man says, I would have pulled a, Jam- uh, a Jameson in Spider-Man and laughed the person out of the room if they gave me that plot idea for Coella. I would have done the same exact thing for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, Philly the Hobbit, Alan over on D Live. I, I just I saw it, but remember if you're on D Live now, if the if you want the comment to be read, just just gotta do Odin question. Same as YouTube, put Odin question and then it'll highlight orange and it'll let me know you're trying to get my attention. And he says, Stop Jedi brainwashing us to accept restream chat. I'm not I'm not Jedi brainwashing anything. I'm I'm simply explaining the 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 clear benefits of it. I think having people being able to communicate cross-platform is awesome. Having a a log I can go to when chats are skipped and go back to is nice. It's not perfect. The Discord definitely needs to be cleaned up a little bit, I think. Um, and I'll have to find a way to do that. But, yeah. I I like it. All right, let's see. Uh, JKDBuck76, we need a Jaws origin story. I mean, at this point, why not? Seriously. What made what made that shark go on a killing spree? There has to be a reason, right? We have to be able to explain it. Snorter Poopa says, besides, if YouTube keeps playing games, we might all end up learning how to use a new platform. Exactly, Snorter Poopus. And that's why I do stream to DLive. And that's why I do stream to Odyssey and technically to Periscope, even though Periscope was uh technically is out of business because it was integrated completely in with Twitter, but that's why I'm also live on Twitter. I give, I gives the people options. I gives the people options. Um, Will Gentry over on D live. If restream bot gets all the lemons tonight, I'm going to wet myself laughing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know exactly how that works to be honest. So I wasn't planning on doing one, uh, but it'll be really, <laughs> I'll do one just in case. Cause yeah, that would be pretty funny to see to see how that worked. That that absolutely would be a motivation for me to try and see if I could uh, get D Live out of out of that mix. But <laughs> oh man, oh man. Uh, Gomer Kyle seventy nine says, "Isn't Nanny McPhee a villain?" I guess it's dependent upon how you look at it, for sure. Uh. Let's see. Dean Heiss, who's everywhere, went over to DLive and says, just getting here and seeing all this extra stuff in the chat. Then hear you explaining it. 
I am undecided. Yeah, again, it's change. And a lot of us don't like change. So gotta gotta let it gotta let it, you know, you gotta give it a little bit. Gotta give it a little bit. Uh JK Buck76. Jaws was a misunderstood great wife. He did nothing wrong. Now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, JK Buck. That's exactly what my wife would say. <laughs> my wife is uh she loves sharks. She loves sharks. And so whenever she sees movies like Jaws or anything like that, she always gets so angry because she's like, that's not what sharks do. It's funny. And no, Freya went and and got the dogs. So don't worry. (laughs) They have not learned how to open up uh, and to... (laughs) They have not learned how to open up doors with doorknobs yet. Yet. But it could happen in the future. You never know. (laughs) Alrighty. Uh, Bruce says, Okay, I can like the Fast and Furious movies. FYI, do not. But you lose the right to speak about Sucker Punch from here on out. Boom. No, not at all. Because uh, Fast and Furious has a huge fan base, which has actually, as I've said, has actually fallen off tremendously because the movies have gotten really, really bad. They've never been Shakespeare. They've never been objectively good movies, but they have been entertaining. Sucker Punch is not a good movie, nor is it entertaining, unless you like watching scantily clad women. Which, again, some people do. I personally do not think that is a good moral reason to enjoy a film. That's just me. That's just me. That's just my take on it. How are thousand? What's going on? Glad to see you here. Um, Let's see. GomerCow79 says, In the 80s, we did do remakes, but we made the OGs better than they do now. Well, I mean, obviously, every genre, every decade, every, you know, movement still had some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some variation, right? Some variety to it. But you also did have overarching themes that existed. I mean, we, we still today, we have original movies coming out. Uh, Mr. Roy... Captain Mr. Roy coming in on DLive for the two ice cream donations and also two lemon donations, three lemon donations. It's like he's trying to beat the restream <laughs> posting uh, posting the YouTube chat. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Mr. Roy. Legend status, Captain Mr. Roy. <laughs> Forever Sci-Fi says, Roddy Piper was so good in They Live. Exactly. He has They Live. Everyone else, as far as the wrestlers are concerned, not as much. Gomacal79 says, I'm done after Paul Walker's last movie, Seven. Yeah, and I didn't like Seven. Didn't think it was good. Thirsty Warrior says, Roddy Piper wore a skirt. Real men do. Forever Sci-Fi. Next up, Disney will be the Ursula prequel where it turns out she was fat shamed by King Triton. If you want to see Forever Sci-Fi, if you want to see a really great take on this question with Cruella, there is a great musical on YouTube made by the same people who've done Very Potter Musical. I've, I've talked about them several times before. They did a musical called Twisted where it is the story of Aladdin where Aladdin is actually the villain in a very hilarious way. And Jafar is actually the good guy. Now, they obviously take a lot of creative freedom, but it's a comedy, so it's meant to be. But there's a great song in it called Twisted. And what happens is all of these other Disney villains come out of the woodworks to explain. They all come out of the woodworks to explain 
why they're not really evil, why the truth got twisted along the way. And there's a part at the end where Cuella comes out and you will laugh because even in this universe, Cruella's not welcome at the table. So, um, let's see, JKDBuck76, so those who with Amazon devices be certain you disable Amazon Sidewalk. I don't know much about that. I haven't paid attention to it. Um, alrighty, let us see. Uh, Orange Review says, I would watch tomorrow, but I stream Wednesday mornings, 9.30 a.m. for my mystery reviews, but I will leave a like for you. Oh, thank you. Well, you will light up the fire button as that's what we do over on Odyssey. Yeah, I do 8.45 to 9.45 because it depends on if baby uh, baby Thor wakes up early from his nap or not. Snorri Poopa says, I'll be driving to the barbershop for a trim, so I'll miss this inaugural morning stream. It is not the inaugural. The inaugural morning stream was on Monday, Memorial Day. We actually had our first Good Morning Asgard podcast stream of summer 2021 as it is a summer exclusive show. So tomorrow will be our second episode, which will technically be episode nine of the Welcome to, or rather, the Good Morning Asgard podcast. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, the last time I watched wrestling, Andre the Giant was in it. That man was a treasure. Yes, he was, but man, yeah, it was a while back. Thursday's Warrior says, welcome to the Batcave. Darn right. Uh, Rhaegar Targaryen, what's going on? No, no, I have seen Bubble Boy. I, I of course, have seen Battle Boy seen bubble boy as McCarthy, the Miz is a better actor than John Cena. He's uh, also a better wrestler. <laughs> He's also a better wrestler. And when you're saying that someone who was on a reality show is better than someone who'd spent a lot more years, I believe a lot more years in training for wrestling that says volumes. Uh, let's see. Mr. Peabody from D live says the funny thing is with restream YouTubers have a higher letter count. Is that true? I always felt like DLive had a pretty equal letter count. But I guess I guess they don't. So yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I see I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Because as as the restream bot is posting things over, uh some of the comments are getting um are getting shut out. That's interesting. That is interesting. Again, that's the kind of feedback I need, Peabody. That's the kind of feedback I need. All right, JKDBuck76 left the comment before the chat jumped on me. Again, smash that like button if you are, um, if you haven't done so already. It helps out a lot. Thank you. All right, where were we in the chat? Okay, I've already said those. Um, there's the Miz comment. All right, JKDBuck76. Before I go there, though, let's check out and see what's going on with my Odyssey fam. What's going on, Odyssey fam? Daniel T. <laughs> Safe from the restream bots. It's okay. Uh, Alex Brown, thank you for another hyper chat donation. Says, I wonder if Disney saw that video, was like, nah, we can make Cruella a good gal. <laughs> I wonder... I wonder, yeah. So, yeah, I assume you're you're referencing the the musical Twisted that's on YouTube. Yeah, I, it would be interesting, right? It'd be like, oh, this is an interesting take. Let's take these villains and make them into good people. Yeah, um, I will say that the only issue is I believe Maleficent, the live-action Maleficent, had come out, I think, before Twisted did. 
So they were already on that path beforehand. But yeah, it would be funny. And also, it would totally be up Disney's alley because they are notorious, right? They are notorious for stealing ideas. All right, JKDBuck76 says, Indiana Jones 5 in the nursing home of doom. Might as well call it that. Robert Frey, Hugo Rogers, what's going on? Snorpooper says, Odin, shiny or not, you will always be Dorothy to me. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Peabody says, we can't write a novel here. They can't write novels on YouTube either. Not technically, at least. Thirsty Warrior says, what? What we had there was a failure to communicate. Yes. Damn it, Walk 55, it's been great going here, but have to go now. Be all well. Hope you are doing very well, good sir. Have fun wherever it is that you're going. Where are you going? JKD Buck, Indiana Jones, and the senior menu. <laughs> Andrew Hollis says, yep, I had to mute that Discord channel because the alerts were driving me nuts. Um, I made it to where it should not have... Yeah, um... That's a good thing in general, I would say, for most things. just you, I, I mute so many Discord channels. In fact, I think I turned off all my sound alerts. <laughs> Unless I'm tagged, I don't get notified of anything. Uh, so <laughs> maybe, maybe this will get rid of all the people who are just like hanging and chilling and are not actually uh, not actually doing anything in the Discord server anymore. I don't know. I haven't used the Discord server for much recently, so it's the most used it's gotten in a long time. Uh, Russell Shackerford says, did you hear some executives at Universal wanted Jurassic Park and Fast and Furious crossover movie? Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Again, that was in that rumor territory. That's one rumor I wish was true. Jakey Buck, Indy moved to Florida, a.k.a. God's Waiting Room. He helps Walt Disney start Disney World. Oh, boy. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Strong Female Replacement. He is on a roll here. He also says Kevin Spacey's youth wrestling camp avoided. No. All jokes. There's a warrior says, if we're going to get D live chats on YouTube, bring back the Turkish trolls. No, we can't do that. Cause that might actually get the chat banned. <laughs> uh, Dean Heiss over on D live says options. We don't need no stinking options. Yes, you do. Most of you are Americans. We're used to having options for everything. Always options for everything. Nathan Slay, how about an origin story for the Xenomorphs in the Alien franchise? I mean, I would like to know where the spaceships came from. Oh, wait. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> how about a, a better origin story for Xenomorphs? Or at least, I actually do like Prometheus. I think I would like a, a bit more of a straightforward um, explanation, though. If you catch my drift. If you know what I mean. Andrew Hoyle says, Who on earth has disliked the stream? It's like this totally unknown person who kept messing with the splat button on Odyssey the other day. Yeah, seriously, Andrew Hoyle. Don't remind them. All right, it hurts my feelings when they do that. Buck 76 Indy hides in the trunk of a Ford Pinto, and it gets rear-ended. Indy blows, uh, blows up with it, but then survives because he was wearing fireproof clothing. And it would be the same logic they would use as to how he survived in that refrigerator. After the uh, atomic bomb went off. <laughs> Thirsting the warrior. Land sharks don't say candy gram, ma'am. Soul assassin, a Jaws origin story with a young Jaws named Bruce who sees his mom killed by Quint and forces Bruce to take it out on society. Yes. 
Don't give them ideas. Don't give them ideas. Uh, Sorapupus, Jaws' mother was a goldfish who was sold to humans in a pet shop and ended up flushed down a toilet. That explains the rage and hatred for humans, and also it establishes in this universe that goldfish can somehow transmutate into sharks. <laughs> Gmonkey seventy six. I don't blame sharks for attacking people. I mean, if a stranger shows up in my house wearing a speedo, I'm gonna attack them too. Or, or even more so, um, I, I wouldn't blame a shark if a person is bleeding, and then they're like, "Oh, food." It's kind of their thing. The R. That's a new name. The R. Thank you very much for a $10 super chat. Says, for your next DiGiorno's God bless. Thank you very much. God bless you, good sir. Absolutely uh, entering into that pizza fund. I appreciate that. Tina says, Fast and Furious has a fan base. Oh, I guess they did drive faster, faster. They did. And I can say that their fan base was a lot bigger than some other fan bases of franchises that you're fans of. Tina. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> Gmonkey76. I don't blame sharks for attacking people. Uh, oh, wait. I already got that one. Already got that one. 70B just put no. JKW76. Whoa. Ghost Shark? Sounds awful. Can't wait to see Ghost Shark. <laughs> uh, the Wicked Plumber. Jumping in. Going to Streamlabs. Thank you so much, dude, for donating via Streamlabs, man. It really does mean a lot. Uh, Wicked Plumber, thank you for the $35 donation via Streamlabs. Says, no fancy message to put here. Just enjoying the content and the chill stream. Well, thank you very, very much for that. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Wicked Plumber, you're a legend, dude. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. That also will go to the DiGiorno Fund and... (laughs) It also will help in the process of figuring out which of these uh, other software programs to get. Again, probably going to try out Streamlabs Melon tomorrow. Because I've already been able to upload a couple of videos. And I think I can actually make it look, at least in the very beginning, mostly like what my stream looks like. Um, But obviously, once it's live, it'll be a bit different. The only thing I want to make sure I can do is record it locally, just in case there's any issues, and also to have a higher quality, uh, because obviously, no matter how good a system is through a browser, you're always going to have compression and everything like that, so... Which is why I'm very much based on trying to do everything OBS as best and as, uh, as most as I can. Uh, Orange Hat Review says, Animals in nature do not know the concept of murder. They operate on instinct. There were two perceived exceptions. They are currently in the Field Museum in in Chicago, the ghost and the darkness. Interesting. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, it's not. It's really not the, the, the shark's fault. Um, Orange Hat Reviews, it's not a skirt, it's a kilt, sicko. <laughs> Robert Frey, my reaction to Sucker Punch was, how can a movie kick so much butt and simultaneously suck so bad? <laughs> No, it's just it was so bad. So bad. Alrighty, let us see. Chat, I think, is about to jump on me like it always does. Again, if you're on YouTube, smash that like button, please. And light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey, because I'm about to head over to the Odyssey fam. 
Um, let me just find where I left off in the YouTube chat. Da 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 da. By the way, also happy birthday to Tom. It's Tom's birthday from Midnight's Edge After Dark. Happy birthday to Tom. Okay. Uh, Kitty Bear Transracial Orc. Welcome to the chat. Saw that name and was like, I gotta read it. All right. We're caught up there. Let's head over now to Odyssey Fam. And no updates on Odyssey. So Odyssey Fam, thank y'all for, for hanging out, for, for being awesome. You guys rock. All righty, 802 in the chat. Blake St. Clair says, good morning, Asgard is back, but will Asgard Movie Mornings be returning also? Uh, so Blake St. Clair, at the moment, uh, the plan is just twice a week on Odyssey. Good morning, Asgard. However, there, so actually there is a practical reason why. The Good Morning Asgard podcast works really well in the 45-minute to an hour and 15-minute format. Uh, it's a decent-length podcast, decent-length discussion to be able to go over whatever it is that's going on on a given day. The reason why the movie mornings can't come back, at least for now, uh, this year, is because I am stay-at-home dad for the summer. And if and when, because there's a good chance over the summer, uh, Baby Thor will be in a daycare to help socialization and develop skills, things like that. Once that happens then I won't be the stay-at-home dad, um, you know, in full mode, stay-at-home dad mode anymore. And at that point, then my mornings will be much more open, which means that we can then talk about bringing back a a uh, Good Morning Asgard, or rather an Asgardian movie morning stream. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, that's right. Uh, I forgot the name of that was Asgardian movie morning. So that is something I'm totally open to. I just don't have the time right now. I have thought about trying to do one on a Saturday morning, uh, trying to get one on a Saturday morning at some point in the future um, because, you know, that would probably be the best time that I could do it. But I would say bank more on that being a possibility uh, once daycare becomes a factor. Uh, let's see. Marby Dog says, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico are beautiful and cinematic. Can we use their landscapes to replace Hollywood, California? Dude, Marby Dog, this is the one thing. So, you know, we've made mention to the couple of the topics that we were having tonight. But going to Kurosawa uh, for a second here. One of the reasons why... I've really loved the work that Kurosawa has done. And before I go into that, uh, Dean Heiss, thank you very much for the four ice cream donations over on DLive. I appreciate that very much. But one of the reasons why I so greatly appreciate what Kurosawa has done in his movies is that everything feels authentic. When you look at the sets that are built, when you look at the landscapes that are used, it looks and feels authentic. I feel like I'm looking at not actors in a movie, but people in a certain time in history living out their life. And there's a a power to that. There is a power to that that Hollywood and the movie industry used to be able to do effectively. Right? They used to be able to build these stories, build these universes, and have them be so believable. Right? You, you, just, you buy into it. Right, Escapism, 
the very nature of escapism, to escape into these worlds, some of which didn't ever exist, right? They were pure fantasy, like Star Wars, or other universes that did exist, like many of the films of Kurosawa, where they existed at certain times in history. And I think that that's one of the greatest things about his work, is his use of practical effects, of on-location filming, on having the actors themselves do their own stunts it's based on just what I've, I've seen in the movies them, the, themselves. And I, I, I really wish that Hollywood could go back to that. I really wish that Hollywood could go back. And you just mentioned Utah, Arizona, New Mexico. They could make some beautiful films on location in those various states. But they're not. They would rather stay in decrepit, falling apart California because the weather's better. They have the ocean. They get to, you know, live out their, you know, crazy left-wing fantasies and destroy cities and still be fine because they've got millions of dollars. And all we end up doing are getting people put on sound stages, some of which the technology has been pretty cool in their development, but still everything is now essentially artificial. Even stuff that looks real isn't. And just going back to Hidden Fortress, which I watched recently by Kurosawa, the scene and sequence when the two peasants are running up that hill with the rocks and they're sliding and falling and it's hilarious. And then you've got... uh, you then got the general who comes in and had the other alternate pathway. Like all of that was not just funny because of the writing and because of the, the actors and because of how everything was framed, but also because they were actually trying to go up an actual mountain in today's world. It would have been like a small piece of it would be real. And even the real part would probably be fabricated. And then everything else would be green or blue screen. And that's the biggest that's one of the biggest problems with Hollywood today. Everything is so artificial. Everything is so artificial that when you look at these movies, it it just gives you a headache. And it just frustrates you because we know that people have the capacity to make some really cool-looking stuff and they're not. They would rather go and take the easy path, which still costs insane amount of money people always say oh it's more expensive to do practical have you seen how much it costs to do cgi films to render those effects to get the computers to be able to render those effects to get the engineers needed to render those effects perfectly honestly i think that you could have a movie made have it made side by side one uh, team gets to do it practically. One team gets to do it with CG with like the top-notch stuff in both. To be honest, I don't think the cost difference would be very different. That's what I personally think. I would love for them to do a test. I would love for them to say, all right, here's two teams, same script, same budget, you know, whatever it is that they need, whatever it is that they need to be the tops in their field. I think that would be an interesting project because I think a lot of times... The excuse given is, oh, well, it's better for us to use computers because of cost. But then when you think about all the other things that come into that, does it really save? Does it really save on cost? I don't know. I personally don't think so, or at least not as much as they they think it is. Uh, J.K.D. Buck, we need an origin movie for Gargamel. 
Why did he hate the Smurfs? Because besides the obvious, which is they are a little blue annoying. <laughs> oh yes, why not? Rob D says, waiting for Disney to make a film where the main villain is essentially Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers. I feel like Jeremy would go see it if it just got to see how much the villain resembles him. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, they make the fandom menace. That would be ridiculous. Uh, JKD76, Indiana Jones and the constantly blinking left turn signal. <laughs> That's good. Orange Hat Reviews. Uh, the original origins for the Xenomorphs was the uh, was that the Yacha Predators created them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember that now. Yeah. Um, I, and I like the direction. I think I like the direction more in what Prometheus was doing. It, it just, I don't think the execution was quite there. And then when you got to Alien Covenant, that was just a bad movie. That was a huge letdown. I was so, I was so hyped for that movie. And it was a huge letdown. I still very much like Prometheus. It's a film that I can still go back to. Uh, Alien Covenant? No. JKWX76, Indiana Jones and the Heat Lamps for food. <laughs> no one wants so those crusty eggs that have been under the heat lamp for too long. <laughs> oh, it reminds me of high school food. Nathan Slay, uh, or how about Bruce from Finding Nemo gets his origin story in his own movie too. I can see that being made. Yeah, why not? Why not give every random obscure character from every animated film their own movie? Because you know what? At some point, you joke, they're going to start doing that. I mean, Finding Dory, technically, you could argue they did that. You know, Dory obviously was a main character, but do not be surprised. Do not be surprised because they are showing that they're out of ideas, that they are creatively bankrupt, and that they are unwilling to take risks with new original content. You know what Disney, if Disney wanted to make a lot of money, what they could do is they could take those hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars that they spend every single year on these giant big budget films. They could then make probably another hundred, maybe even as many as a thousand more movies a year costing 10 to 15 million or less and just say, get the best writers you can get, do everything you can to make this work, and you would get, I think, more money out of those films than out of the big budget films. Now, I know people would say, no, but then the international marketplace, but I think that's the problem, is that these companies have become so focused on the international marketplace that it's led to this corruption of ideas, and also it's led to this dealing with China. I mean, keep this in mind, everybody, and I always have to bring it back up. We have now major corporations that we know for a fact are working hand-in-hand with the Communist Party of China, which is responsible for the deaths of millions of innocent people, the slaughtering of the Uyghur Muslim population through concentration camps. We know these things are happening. Organ harvesting, we know this is happening. And yet, we do nothing. Like, think about the world that we live in today. It's insane when you really think about it. It's insane. Oh, man. All right, anyway. Got about eight minutes left, so I'm going to find out where we left off in the chat. Then I'll go over to Odyssey, and then we'll finish up with some members-only 
comments. We've had a very nice show tonight, and um, it's been a lot of fun. And don't forget, fun doesn't stop here. Tomorrow morning, Good Morning Asgard podcast, going to be a lot more chill. If you're one of the DLive fam, it's going to be a lot more chill tomorrow. If anything, it'll just be looking a little bit different because we'll be testing out some some different software um, possibilities. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what can happen because if it works and it works well, could potentially have guests. I could have Tina and Steph on a show every week or every now and then or have them in like the background and just bring them on at random times. Be like, oh, this sounds like something that Tina can answer. Let's bring her on. I don't know. These are ideas that are floating in my head. I'm like, we can make, we can do a lot of things here. A lot of things. A lot of fun. And I'm sure Tina was just like, um, excuse me, we're doing what? <laughs> All righty. So uh, let us see. It looks like Odyssey Fam is just chilling. Thank y'all very much, Odyssey Fam, for just chilling tonight. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and finish up over on YouTube. All righty. Let us see here. Uh, Wicked Plumber says, no legend, but I'll at least know the money went towards the pizza you'll be eating on Friday night tights. That's a fair point. Now, every time you see me eating pizza, you'll be like, one of them, at some point, I'll have had a hand in paying for. <laughs> They've been out of my croissant crust. They've been out of my croissant crust. And I think that it was meant to be limited, and then it did so well, and so they produced a lot. And now it's been replaced in the stores with this new flavor, which is the hand-tossed pepperoni. And I'm like, no, this isn't the same. How I felt like Greta Thunberg for a second. I was like, how dare you? How dare you take away my croissant crust? Just like that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let us see. Stephanie B, I saw that she says she's still working mornings, and hey, that's okay. It's okay. JK by 76, the three amigos, Caitlin, Demi, and Elliot. Uh, Thirsty Warrior, even more than the realistic settings... Things like the psycho shower scene were horrific without seeing the knife actually pierce skin. That's artistry and using people's own imagination in the movie and using the brilliance that was that score. That score wasn't made on purpose. That score wasn't just coming into existence for no reason at all. It didn't come out magically. They were like, what chords can we hit at this moment that's going to create a visceral feeling and emotion from the audience of what they're seeing. You know what the scariest part of Psycho is? It's not even. It's not even that. Sarcastic Warlock, thank you for the support over on DLive. But it's, it's not even that shower scene. The scariest scene in that movie is when the cop is walking up the stairs, he's turned around, going back towards the stairs, and then all you see is the open doorway, and then out of nowhere, you see, boom, Mrs. Bates, obviously, again, spoiler warning, you see Norman come out in the wig, and then it's not right away, it's that you are visually seeing it, and then all of a sudden, you get hit with the... And that is the most terrifying part of that entire movie. Psycho absolutely is a masterpiece. But that scene gets me every time. 
even though I know it's going to happen. And then they do that really cool him falling down the stairs shot. Ah, great film. Great film. All right. Uh, JKBuck76, the only true alien movies are Alien and Aliens. The rest are soulless cash grabs. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that for sure. Orange Reviews, it makes, makes, uh, also makes more sense that Predators created them because of how they react. If a Predator-Alien hybrid is created, they call it an abomination for a reason. That's a good point. Uh, Orange Review says, Prometheus was a decent movie, though. Yeah, it was a movie that I, I wasn't expecting a lot from, and I enjoyed more than I thought. Uh, J.K.D. Buck, we need a Captain Hook origin story. Like, before he had a hook, he was probably called Captain Hand until he got the hook. Well, I guess you, <laughs> you kind of got a little bit of that, I think, in Once Upon a Time, um, the show, but... Yeah, that's the kind of ideas that they're doing. Yeah, and Bruce, I did indeed see your comment pop up on the YouTube from the uh, from the Discord. All right, we got three minutes left, so let's see uh, these members only comments. Members only. Members only. Let's see. We're getting very close. Let's see. Let us see here. My name is Sean Connery. Uh, JKD Buck says, we need a Mala Ram origin movie. He was a nice man prior to Temple of Doom. Probably a school teacher who finally snapped. <laughs> Tina V says, you do realize 70B works weekdays. Snap out of it. I, I know. I know. But as you all know, that's also the only time I can stream extra. So, um, but no, 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 no. Tina. So, no, Tina, Tina, Tina. So when I was talking about having y'all back uh, behind the scenes, I mean, like, if the we're going to try it and experiment with this stuff for the morning shows, and if you're available, right, or someone else is available, right, that, that, that would be a way to, to experiment with it. But I'm saying is that at some point, if it works really well, and I really like the integration, I would be bringing it in, into this main show, the one that we're doing right now. And then for this one, have have y'all in the background and just like be bringing y'all in every now and then uh new number two says really could use an origin story for lord farquaad from shrek <laughs> sort of poopa says tina says i have to wake up when again i think y'all misread it i think y'all misread what i was saying uh jkd buck Larry the cable guy health inspector needs a grifty reboot <laughs> uh okay he didn't tag me but this is a great comment and i want someone to actually look into it uh, it says, Odin, how many pounds of pizza have you consumed on screen by this point? If someone wanted to go back to every Friday Night Tights that I was on where I actually had pizza, I always have uh, three pieces of pizza of the DiGiorno. Sometimes, I think there was a time when it was like a Red Baron here and there, but typically it's been DiGiorno's. Um, find out how much those weighs, and boom. You could figure that out uh, pretty easily, I think. 70B says, got my nephews, got to cut out. Ooh, 70B, absolutely take care of those nephews. We are wrapping up here, though. Um, Let's see, Story Poopa says, and Martin Balsam doing The Fall. Yes, uh, yes, 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 Martin Balsam doing The Fall in Psycho. Yes, absolutely. And the music in the background. Oh, man. Oh, boy, Phonemo just got in on DLive. He's like, I just woke up, and I bet he's just like, what have I gotten myself into? But here's the thing. You can now see all of the YouTube comments. And now I can see all of the DLive comments all on YouTube as well. That's why I like it. 
Not everyone's been a fan, though. JKD Buck, John Cena's new name is John China. Tina B uh, says, oh, I got you. I think I've been sipping on a julep and all this tech stuff is making my head explode. Yeah. So basically, if you're around in the mornings as we're trying out this new software, I might send you a link. I was going to do that anyway, Tina, uh, because I do want to try and use one of these platforms for the next chosen stream. So that way we don't have to have y'all just in a box. It gives us more abilities to do different things uh, in that case. But I would like to uh, try that out, even if not live on stream at some point. So at some point, me, you, and Steph can just work out a time where I can send a link and we can just see, because I know that typically with the Chromebook, sometimes there can be issues joining because remember, I remember one time we tried StreamYard. It didn't work very well. So that that's something that we could uh, try out, I think, uh, to see if that could work because I think it would be a, be a cool thing to have. Uh, the JK, JK Buck 76 says the HAL 9000 from 2001 needs an origin movie. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't allow that, Dave. JKD Buck, the Care Bears need a gritty reboot. JJ Abrams can ruin it. Man, oh man, JKD Buck has been filled with one-liners all throughout the evening. But with all that being said, that is going to be a wrap for tonight's episode. So I want to say thank you to everyone out there. Uh, YouTube fam, y'all been great. DLive fam, I know it's been a struggle. I know it was new and I know it was different. It seemed like it worked pretty well for the YouTube fam. Uh, I don't know how well it worked for the DLive fam. I'm not getting very good vibes from it. And then for some people on Discord, because they had their notifications set a certain way, uh, it wasn't working very well for them either. Um, but anyway, it was a test run. I'm going to look back at some point tomorrow at the footage and look at different things and make it a determination. So it's, it's not something that's a permanent thing. It is something, though, where uh, it is something to uh, potentially be something that that could be used in in the future and i will be doing a chest opening just to see what happens as as y'all have been saying just to see what happens if if streambot gets it because if streambot gets it i don't get it which just means that it just exists in the ether which is kind of funny in a lot of ways so i don't think i'm gonna make it a big chest tonight um because of that i don't i don't, I don't want restream to get all of y'all's uh <laughs> all of y'all's crypto uh but before i head out uh, I do want to, of course, shout out my YouTube members because one of the things you get as a YouTube member if you are at the Army of Asgard level and above is your name gets shouted out at the end of every live stream. So a huge shout out to Riff Magos, w- Wicked Plumber, Mr. Buttcrack Media, Sean McDee, Mondo Spieler, Gomer Kyle 79 Your Muslim Uncle, Kara Tharp, Eric Jewett, Rich the Savior, Dadman Walking 55 M. Shark, Forever Sci-Fi, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Hat Reviews, Adam Avery, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. And also, just as a reminder, there is a morning show tomorrow. So tomorrow, there is a Good Morning Asgard show. It'll be exclusive over on Odyssey, so be on the lookout. I'll try and get that link posted, so that way everyone has access to it. And um, it should be uh, a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun tomorrow, and we'll be trying out a, a new platform, and we'll see how it goes. 
But anyway, you guys seriously have been all amazing and beautiful people. And if you are watching on Odyssey, y'all stick around because y'all do get a little bit of extra. By the way, the May patrons and subscribe star peeps, y'all get one last shout out today since today is the processing day and I don't actually get my um I don't actually get my uh updated list of people until usually June 2nd. So I'll get a June video up very soon, which reminds me uh, to shout out Washington Madranda and also to shout out, um, I'm forgetting, Don Bruno de la Mancha. I knew the de la Mancha, but I forgot the Don Bruno. So anyway, you guys are awesome. So think about joining tomorrow, 8.45 a.m. Eastern tomorrow uh, start time. And uh, it, it should it should be fun. It should be fun. So thank you all very much for your love and for your support and for your patience tonight as we try new things. Anyway, with all that being said, y'all, I'll have a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my Patreon and Subscribestar members for the month of May. Ali C83, Andrew Hoyle, Bifford de Hobbit, Brian P, Dion, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura the Modern Major General's Story, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mike Jackson, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B. Thank you all very much for being my Patreon members this month. I really always appreciate you. And to my Subscribestar members, Fast uh, fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan4, John B., Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, the new number two, J-Rod, the beer guru, Nevadanji Adams, and ZK-Man. Thank you very much for supporting me on Subscribestar. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream, please consider joining on Patreon or Subscribestar. And if you join at some of the higher levels, you get access to things like giveaways, where every month I do giveaways of 4K titles, steelbooks, and Blu-rays. And again, more information can be found over on Patreon and Subscribestar. And at the higher levels, you also get access to an exclusive bi-weekly, rather, bi-monthly podcast. (laughs) Depending on our schedules, we at least get one long podcast out. We try and get two podcasts out as often as we possibly can every single month with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. So again, check out more information. And if you are at the chosen of Valhalla level, which is the highest level available. You not only get all of those things, you also get in your first month a free t-shirt and also access to the Chosen of Valhalla live stream where I have my Chosen on a stream talking, asking questions, answering questions, talking about movies and anything that they want to talk about. So if all that stuff sounds like fun to you, check out those links below and support the channel in whatever way you can. I do appreciate you, whether you are a member, whether you are a supporter on Patreon, subscribe star, or whether you are simply supportive in general, leaving comments and likes. I really greatly appreciate it. You guys are all amazing, beautiful people. Have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless.